0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is Friday, which means one thing and one thing only, and that is, it's Kicker Friday. Mark Schofield here uh, for Friday, June 22nd, and I'm joined by my co-host, my partner in arms, my boy, the man
1: himself, Chuck Zawada. Chuck, how are you doing? Partner in legs. Partner in legs. I like that. Partner in legs. It's the only way to roll. I'm doing I'm doing well. We, we've got Kicker Friday here. It's almost the weekend. How could you be unhappy on a day like this? I mean, th- this is people understand
0: why we do kicker friday because it brings us joy and by that it should bring you joy as well. And what do you want more on your friday morning? You've got another long one last long day of work ahead of you before the weekend. A little kicker friday to just lift your spirits just a little bit more to let you get through that
1: friday, right? It's all you need. And I'll tell you we're going to be uh we're going to be chatting on something that if you can't get excited about what we're talking about today, uh you've got no soul. That's about all I can say.
0: So, Mr. Zotto, what are we going to talk about today?
1: So what we're talking about, and I'll I'll give you kind of the the lead up to uh, this story. Um, I was poking around on profootballreference.com, which is pretty much the greatest site out there if you're looking for uh, any type of football statistics, box scores, things along those lines. Poking around there, and with their redesign, found out that they had uh, put in, and this is mind-blowing to me, they put in a field goal finder, which is pretty much the single greatest thing that you could have for me. So I started playing around with this. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there and I'm saying, you know what? I want to go and I want to try to find the best game ever kicked. Wasn't thinking about doing anything on it. Just said, OK, let me see what I can do to find it. So I start going through. I'm playing with different settings in this and that. And eventually what I come to is I say, OK, I want to find the kicker that made every kick in a certain game scored the highest percentage of his team's points, and did it in a game that had playoff implications but was still in the regular season. And so I poked around, and I poked around, and I found it.
0: So what game did you find?
1: So I'm going to take you back three years, uh, a little bit longer than that, actually. We're going to go back... Uh, actually, a little bit shorter than that. Sorry, my math wasn't great there. I'm going to go back to uh, Monday, December 16th of 2013. And it's a game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Detroit Lions. The Ravens at the time entering the game are 7-6 and six, and half a game out of the wild card in... Uh in the AFC, they're half a game out because they're playing this game on a Monday, so they're half a game behind Miami. Uh, the Lions, 7-6 and six entering this game as well, so playoff implications on both sides here. The Lions are two games out of uh, the NFC North, and they're 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 well behind uh, in the NFC wildcard race, so pretty much this is a make-or-break game for either team here, and so... You know, looking at this, I said, okay, you know, this this appears to have some pretty good uh, potential, and, and really you saw something pretty amazing from one of these kickers here, and that kicker uh, is Justin Tucker, who ended up just signing a big free agent contract for four years with the Ravens.
0: And what I do remember watching this game and, you know, having read the piece, it's amazing just how great Tucker was that night. I mean, seeing it live, I was like, okay, this is good, but you walk through each of his kicks to demonstrate, look... This guy was basically flawless.
1: Yeah, and, and pretty much what we saw here is Tucker uh, opens, the, uh, opens the night for himself. Uh, the, the Ravens are down 7 nothing in the second quarter, and with about uh, 12 minutes remaining, so early in the second quarter, Tucker comes out, easy little 29-yard attempt, uh, comes out and drills that 29-yarder dead center just to, just to kick things off for himself. Later in the second quarter, has two additional field goals. Both of these are from that same right hash mark. One is from 24 yards. One is from 32. Each and every one of them, everything is dead center. And look, it's at this point in the game, you're not really thinking uh, about anything in terms of it being a special night for him because right now, you know, when, when we finally get to halftime, it's nine seven Baltimore. Three field goals for Tucker. Just the uh, the early touchdown for Detroit. And most Ravens fans at that point are probably sitting there saying, okay, we've driven down deep into Lions territory three times. All we've gotten out of it are three field goals, and we're up two points here. That's the kind of game that when you go into halftime, you almost feel that you might lose because you weren't going to capitalize on. on all of your chances in the red zone. You know, you're getting down to the 11-yard line. You're getting down to the 7-yard line. And you're not coming away with 7 points. You're coming away with 3 on a repeated basis. So most Ravens fans at that point are probably sitting there saying, look, we, we've been able you know, t- to move the ball pretty decently. Uh, you know, we've been deep in Lions territory. And all we have to show are 3 short field goals right now. So I, I don't think that most people right then and there are saying, wow, what a game from Justin Tucker because, look, it's three short field goals and it's a two-point game. Was that the cat? No,
0: something just something else.
1: Oh, okay. Anyways, uh, so, you know, I think most Ravens fans at that point not really doing a whole lot as, as far as thinking about Justin Tucker, probably just more thinking, when are we finally going to get this rolling so that we can get into the playoffs?
0: Well, I mean... I- I don't want to push back on this too hard, but I think, you know, there was a little bit of it, you know, element of difficulty that third kick. I mean, they made it as clock expired in the first half. Yeah. I mean, I know they were all three kind of shooter field goals, but.
1: Yeah, third one, it is a 32-yarder. It is as time is expiring. So, at the very least, Ravens fans are coming out saying, "Okay, at least we've got the lead coming out of the first half because once again, you know, you're down deep in Detroit territory and all you have to show for it is 9 points, but at least you're coming out saying, "Okay, we're up 9 to 7 instead of down 7 to 6 at that point."
0: But the the Level of difficulty definitely gets increased as the second half rolls along.
1: Well, let me tell you this, because we start to ramp up pretty quickly here. So uh, we go and we exchange a couple drives at the beginning of the second half. And finally, Baltimore is able to get themselves into gear. And with about eight minutes remaining, they line up to take a 49 yard attempt. This one is coming from the left hash. And so it's a little bit different look for Tucker. Obviously, being further back, the angle is somewhat negated. So it's, you know, you're not really changing uh, the initial alignment too much on this. But Tucker lines up from 49 yards. He's also kicking at an end zone that he has not kicked at uh, to this point. And so lines up. And what we see is pretty much a carbon copy of the first three kicks that he has. Lines up and absolutely stripes this one. It is long, it is straight, it is right down the middle, and right what you want from your kicker at that point. So, you know, Tucker comes out, extends the lead to 12 7, about midway through the the third quarter there. And so, what you're expecting, uh, you know, a lot of fans are sitting there and they're saying, okay. 12-7, you've got a game, you know, the the Ravens' defense has been strong to this point, hasn't allowed a whole lot uh, as far as Detroit offense. They actually ended up only allowing uh, a little over 300 yards for the entire game there. So you're sitting there saying, okay, you know, 12-7, this is a game that, you know, is starting to look like it's winnable for us. Well, about six minutes later, David Akers comes down for the Lions, drills a 40-yarder of his own, and so all of a sudden, it's 12-10 as we're heading into the fourth quarter, so things tighten up again.
0: So when does Tucker get his next shot?
1: Tucker's next attempt comes about seven minutes later, about halfway through the fourth quarter. He comes out, and this time, uh, unfortunately... Ravens offense doesn't give him a ton of help here. Uh, Instead, they end up leaving him with a 53-yard attempt. This attempt is also from the right hash. And I want to stop and talk about this a little bit because it is important to know where kickers are kicking from because it can affect them uh, in ways that aren't obvious to the average fan. Kickers in particular, right-footed kickers, tend to be less accurate from the right hash. The reason for that... Is when you're taking when you're using a kicking motion, uh, you are taking effectively a you know with the soccer style approach, you take an angled approach to the ball, and you're trying to turn that all into rotational energy and torque. So you're trying to pivot around a fixed point, your plant foot on the ground, and turn that torque into something that's going straight through the kicking zone. Well, the issue, and if you've ever been a golfer, and yes, we can all play the you know if Chuck drink mentions golf, he can drink game because it's it's oh, that there time. We go. Uh, If effectively, if you have ever hit a slice in golf, you understand the difficulty in trying to turn uh, that type of rotational energy into something that goes straight. Well, kicking is pretty much the exact same there. And so kickers from the right hash, in particular on deep kicks, tend to spin off the ball in a very similar way to golfers. And so it tends to be an area where kickers can lose a little bit of power and where they can show a little bit of inaccuracy. Well, what does Tucker do? Well, look, Tucker, again, this is a two-point game at this point. It's 12-10 Ravens. Tucker lines up, and he drills this kick. It is dead center. It hits about halfway up the net behind the upright. So this thing had, you know, eight, nine yards to spare and absolutely stripes this thing. And Tucker, you know pretty much right when he hits it, doesn't even need to watch the ball, start celebrating just because he knows it's in, even before uh, you know it goes through the uprights. And you know, He's pretty pumped up for a couple reasons. First being he just hit a 53-yarder. Second, he's now 5-for-5 five five in this game, and to this point, he's accounted for every single point that the Ravens have scored. So he is all of the offense that the Ravens have been able to put on the board here. And look, he could have called it a day right here, and it would have been enough for him.
0: It would have been, but I want to touch on something. The celebration component to this uh, do we have a sort of counter or fist pump counter at this point in the game from tucker
1: yeah so i uh i actually went through this and in total i believe we are now somewhere depending on uh which tape you're looking at because some of them don't show everything we're somewhere between four and six fist pumps total for tucker uh and that's through point. five kicks and that's through five kicks so we're averaging somewhere between 0.8 and 1.2 fist pumps per kick which is a great ratio for any kicker that's a solid ratio. And, so now, okay. And the other, got- the other important thing is it stays away from the, uh, the jumps, which plagued uh, one of the Grammaticas. Gramatica. Was it? I Martin? believe it was uh, Martin Grammatica. Yeah. The, the jumps are always something that you want to stay away from as a kicker. It's the same thing, you know, when you're a quarterback and you're trying to make a tackle, you go in with the left arm, not the right. Kickers, you don't Wait. jump, you don't mess with <laughs> the moneymaker.
0: Oh, let's let's take a step back. Okay, you don't go in
1: at all. Well, no, but if you do, you go in left shoulder first. You don't go. You never try to go right shoulder first.
0: I mean, again, this gets us to the bull Durham room rule. You know, I mean, you get in a fight with a fan at a bar, don't hit him with your pitching hand.
1: Yeah, same same thing, same, same thing. You know, whenever you see Tom Brady do that little roll trying to slow someone down, he goes in left shoulder. first. You go first. left shoulder first. You yeah. go left shoulder first. Kickers, you never jump in celebration. Never.
0: So now we've got 15 3, 15 10, Baltimore lead. So yeah. game over, right? I mean, that Baltimore defense, they're going to lock this thing down and, you know, put the Lions to bed, right?
1: You figure the Baltimore defense, you know, should be able to handle this at this point. Well, what happens? Uh, unfortunately, the Lions go 80 yards on 12 plays. They fail at the two point conversion, which, to be honest, I have no idea why they. I mean, I guess I understand why they're going for two because you want to to stop the field goal, but it it it's something that i would have just kicked the extra point just cuz mentally then you're sitting there saying okay you know we we have to get this field goal but in any case now all of a sudden you've got a 16-15 game so 16-15 game only 2:21 left what do the ravens do ravens come out uh, they start on their 33 yard line after the kickoff and the return uh, they only pick up 24 yards and so they get to the Lions' 43-yard line, and they're sitting there at 4th and 8. So it's not a situation where it's 4th and 1 and maybe you go for it. You're sitting there at 4th and 8. You can't punt at this point. You don't have enough time left. You can't go for it. So you're sitting there, and what do you do? You say, okay, Justin Tucker, you're a second-year, uh, second-year kicker here. We're going to trot you out there for a 61-yarder. Granted, it's indoors, but uh, to this point in NFL history, there had only been 8 kicks of over 60 yards that had been uh, good. So this is not something that happened often, okay? So we're looking at Tucker lining up from 61 yards, okay? It is just inside the right hash. And that's important. J- again, you're talking about an area that is you know, typically a little bit challenging for kickers to hit from, and you're talking about a distance uh, that is not impossible but that is highly improbable. The accuracy when you get at, out to 60-plus, uh, it, is, it is not good. It is one area where we have not seen improvement from kickers. Well, what do we see? Well, the first thing that we end up seeing is the snap comes back, and the holder for Baltimore, Sam Cock, bobbles the snap slightly. Oh, almost, almost muffs it, but manages to get it up. You see him kind of hold it, you know, and you've probably you were a holder uh, in college, right? This is true. This is true. You probably had ones where you know you kind of caught it against the ground a little bit, and you yep. had to stand it up. Yeah, it, it was that type of move. It was uh, you know a little bit of a low snap, but kind of trapped against the ground. But he manages to get it up for the kicker.
0: And you know, t- t- on that point for a second. That's like the perfect technique that you do. Like you're taught as a holder, if it's low, you basically trap it to the ground, yep. and then just flip it up. Don't worry about like placing it; just get it up. Now, what's hard for the kicker then is you've taken your steps from where you expect the ball to be.
1: You can't adjust. You, you can't. You don't have time to adjust. You try to adjust, and you you will absolutely either trip over yourself or kick that right. ball right into That's the back what I'm of your saying. line. So, and, yeah. I mean,
0: you're you're expecting water one place and you don't have a chance to adjust.
1: No, you you've got to pretty much just go. It's you know they tell you look you trust your mechanics and trust that your holder is going to get the ball where it needs to be by the time you kick it. So Tucker comes through. He has and this is again you can stop the tape and I, I do in the video actually. You stop the tape and look at it. It looks identical to what he does on his 24 yarder, on his 32 yarder, on his 29 yarder. Gets himself into perfect position to kick this ball. And then the explosion that you see through the kick, it is if if you ever wanted one kick to put in a video of how to follow through the ball, this is it. Tucker hits the ball and his skip step takes him directly through the target. He's you know, he is just moving downfield right at his target. Ball, now, I don't
0: want I don't want to sell this short. What did you call this what?
1: I mean, it's this is and I think I, it, my quote from it, I believe, was the cleanest mechanical performance that I've ever seen from a kicker. There you go. It's, That's
0: from Mr. Kicker himself.
1: It's, it is that good. This is, if you're talking about textbook, how do you kick a field goal? This is it right here. This, this is it. The kick gets up. It clears the line of scrimmage. No problem. Heads downfield. Looks to be heading right at that right upright. It's fading slightly towards that. We mentioned the slice that you sometimes have uh, from a right-footed kicker. The ball, and I have no idea how it does this. It squeaks maybe three or four inches inside the right upright and about a foot and a half to two feet above the crossbar. 61 yards for the win, and it's good. Now, not quite the end. There's about 40 seconds left after this, so there still is a little bit of time here. uh, But effectively, you know, this is pretty much the game here. Uh, You have an interception thrown on the first play uh, from Detroit, and so Justin Tucker and the Ravens, end up winning by a score of 18-16. Tucker goes 6-for-6, six six, scores all 18 points in the game, has a 61-yarder, a 53-yarder, a 49-yarder, and then the three short field goals. It is, I mean, pretty much, he. when you talk about a kicker making kicks from everywhere on the field, Tucker did it, and he did it in a pressure game. This game keeps the Ravens tied for a playoff berth, and he did it, you know, really under under the most... Challenging circumstances possible with uh, time expiring in the first half and a 61 yarder to try to win, you know to effectively win the game at the end. It's it is the most impressive kicking performance from a kicker when, when you're looking just at kicks. someone had uh, tweeted out to me, you know, what, what about Jay Feely's performance against the Broncos? Feely actually probably had the best performance as a kicker, but it was because he scored a touchdown on a fake field goal in that game. Well
0: that's nice.
1: But it's not kicking.
0: No, it's not kicking. I mean I guess the big question now, fist pumps. What did we get after the, the 61 yarder?
1: So after the 61 yarder, it's even it's beyond a fist pump. Tucker actually initially doesn't know if it's going in. You can see him watching, and even after it goes in, he's not quite sure. He's he still isn't he doesn't know if he made the kick or not just because it was that close. He finally sees the referee. And it's not even fist bumps. He literally just starts headbutting his lineman uh, because he's so. Excited. That's a new one. I mean, I mean, you're literally talking about this guy just jumping into his lineman and headbutting him just because he's so jacked up about it. Uh, and you know, really should be. Again, this is, in my opinion, the premier kicking performance uh, in the NFL when you look at uh, the history pretty much of uh, you know, anyone in a regular season game. There's only nine games in NFL history in which uh, a kicker made at least six field goals with no misses and no touchdowns scored by his team. This is one of them, and it's the only one that happened in a game of this magnitude.
0: Well, I mean, I guess it kind of begs the question now, and you talked about this at the top. Tucker just signed that new deal. Is Tucker worth it
1: in your mind? So Tucker's had a tough road the last couple of years. Uh, in particular, last season, he was four of 10 from 50-plus. Tucker did struggle with some things on his plant foot last year, and I'll be digging into that a little bit later on uh, as we start to get into training camp. I do think Tucker's worth it because when Tucker is on, he is one of the elite kickers in the NFL. Um, I think that as far as the deal that he signed, this is a landmark deal for kickers in the NFL because the amount of guaranteed money that he got there. He got $10.8 million guaranteed, uh, which is by far the highest guaranteed number uh, in the NFL to this point so when you talk about why that is I think a big part of it is that Tucker is still incredibly reliable from short distance and when we talk about the longer extra point that is something that is uh, critical in today's NFL so I think that's something that plays into it and you certainly can chalk up with with long kicks in his career he's still pretty much statistically average even with the down year last year you know Tucker's a guy again when you see what he can do here he has Every tool in the book, uh, you know, every tool in the bag to be able to be uh, an elite kicker. I I think he's one of the few guys that you really should be paying in the NFL, and I think he's worth every penny uh, that he ended up getting from the Ravens.
0: There you go, Ravens fans. That's as big an endorsement as you'll probably get for that deal. Chuck, this is a great piece. I'm excited for everybody to read it. Is there anything else you wanted to mention before we sign off for the week?
1: Uh, It's beer
0: o'clock. We'd like the sound of that. Folks, please check out Chuck's article. It's on insidethepylon.com right now, um, breaking down Justin Tucker's great performance against the Lions in a game a few seasons back that did have playoff implications. Always follow us on Twitter at ITPylon to make sure you're up to date with all the latest content that we're pouring out. We've got a lot of great new writers doing some really good stuff. Um, Until next time, Mark Schofield, Chuck Zotta for the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks Podcast.